Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswebknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as Windswept Monique, and on Facebook and Twitter as Windswept Knits. This is episode 85, recorded October 23rd, 2020. Segments this week include BR Helper Craft Along Prep, Whips, Spinning, Out and About, and On the Run. A quick note on Ravelry, all links to Ravelry are clearly labeled as such in the show notes. If a link does not say Ravelry, it does not go to Ravelry. Links to yarn brands are directly to the manufacturer's pages and should be safe for those still having Ravelry accessibility issues. Okay, the Be a Helper Craft Along. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, every winter I run the Be a Helper Craft Along, inspired by the famous quote from Mr. Rogers that in times of trouble to look for the helpers, this charity-focused craft along urges people to be the helpers. And the rules are very simple. Anything you make for any charity counts. It does not have to be knit or crochet or even fiber arts. Anything you make for any charity. One entry per finished object. Donating blood counts too. To to count that, just post a photo of your Band-Aid or drinking OJ afterwards, something along those lines. And whips are always welcome. So first up, I'd like to talk to you all quickly about the schedule for this year's Craft Along. Last year, we started December 15th, and the original plan was to end April 1st, though we did extend it once the pandemic started. I'm thinking of keeping to those original dates again this year, so those who craft over the winter holidays can count their projects, as well as those who don't work on charity projects until after the holiday crunch season has ended. Uh, I do think we should keep going through April 1st, because I fear it's going to be a rather long hard winter, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, and uh, helping others may be more important than ever this year. Secondly, I will have to adjust how I run the event and track FOs since Ravelry is still not safe for everyone to use. So here are my thoughts um, that I simultaneously, excuse me, run the craft along on Ravelry, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I'm hoping this won't get too overwhelming uh, and that I won't have to change it. My thought is to have an Afro thread on Ravelry, as normal. Also, on Facebook, I can do a pinned post. You can you can use um, comments and just comment on the post with your FOs there to gain entries on Facebook. And also on Ravelry, have a hashtag we can use, like a Be a Helper Craft Along, all one word, no spaces, so that I can track your posts on Instagram. That's the current theory. If you have any suggestions for changes or any thoughts on ways to make this easier, a little more organized, I would love to hear them. That's the game plan at the moment. Thirdly, I already have, I think, two or three prizes lined up, which is really exciting. Although if anybody has anything they would like to donate, I would love to hear all about it. You can DM me on Ravelry. Um, Instagram, my DMs are a little bit wonky right now. I think my phone's acting weird, but um, feel free to email me windsweptmonique at gmail.com and that email address will be in the show notes. On to whips. So I've got a whole bunch of stuff going on since I took last week off from the podcast. I have the Star Wars scarf for Thing 1. This is a Christmas gift for my soon-to-be nine-year-old. I have finished the Death Star and all of Chart 2, which is really exciting. So I am two-thirds of the way complete. I'm still loving the new hexagonal needles that I switched to from Indian Lake Artisans. I actually, I really like them, and I'm kind of thinking of saving up for a whole set of them. I am using True Boo Yarn by Lion Brand, a 100% bamboo yarn in white and dark gray. 
Thing 2's Hitchhiker Christmas Gift. Uh, this is a DK weight hitchhiker scarf for Thing 2 out of a big box store cotton yarn from Michaels. It's still my car knitting. I'm knitting a row or two most days. It keeps growing. I haven't measured it, but I've got to be getting close to the halfway point, I think. I, I probably should sit down and measure it and find out. Maybe it's more like 40%, but it's, it's you know, it's getting there. Ankle socks. So these are the socks I started when I was on vacation back in February, when you could still go on vacation. I am getting closer to the heel, not quite there yet, another inch or two, I think. So I'm actually in um, physical therapy for my hand right now, and I've been working on these a little bit before each appointment while I'm in the waiting room, and it is slowly growing. The Tan House Brook Shawl is coming along nicely in the Sekhmet base, which is an alpaca linen silk yarn from 100 Ravens. I'm using the Nevertheless She Persisted colorway, which is like a sea green, sky blue, and then a, it's not quite cream, it's almost a little a hint of beige. It's a really beautiful colorway. And I bought this during the virtual Maryland Sheeping Mall. I'm currently on the second set of Eyelet Rose in the Tan House Brook Shawl, and almost to the second set of Textured Stitches. I'm pretty certain at this point that I'm going to have more yarn than the pattern calls for, so I'm just going to repeat more sections. Um, there's a different group, there's eyelet rows, there's textured stitches, and then there's like stockinette and reverse stockinette and garter, different kind of groupings of textures in this shawl. So I think I'm just going to um, pick a few more and keep going till I run out of yarn because it's a fun pattern and it's easy to adapt. The Willowbrook Shawl. This is a pattern by Brenda Castile in my own hand-spun cotton. Um, this is yarn I spun during Pride Month in June with fiber from hip strings, and I spun it with this shawl in mind and then chain-plied it to keep the rainbow. So I have finished the pinks, and I am on to the reds and getting closer to the oranges. Still have got a bit of red left, but I am getting close, and I am enjoying working on this. It's a garter stitch shawl that's side to side and has a lace edging that you work as you go. It's not applied at the end, so that it really maintains the gradient really, really beautifully. I'm also working on a second descent cowl. I might have cast this on since the last podcast. I'm losing track. This is a Christmas gift for a very knitworthy friend. I'm using some ancient stash and I finished the first, the dots section and I have reached the color band. So I am getting closer to the necklace part. In spinning, so I still have no success at creating my own distaff. Um, I did find a dowel just recently that I might sand down and, and try to use that, but uh, I really need a distaff for the silk. But I have spun a little more of the Tussa silk from Pine Star Studios up in Maine on my Acreworks drop spindle, and I'm loving the drop spindle. It's a great spindle. It's really easy. Um, it's also, you know, puts up with little boys grabbing it and playing with it. It doesn't break, which is wonderful after I stepped on my last little wooden one and it broke. So yeah, totally loving the Acreworks spindle. Out and about. So virtual Rhinebeck was this past weekend. I took two crochet classes. They both ended up being on Thursday afternoon and evening, which was a little crazy because while I was taking classes, I was having to proctor the end of a school day and my boys were both taking a Zoom classes of karate right next to me. And so yeah, it was a little bit insane, but I did take one class on crochet tips and tricks and another on how to read crochet patterns with lots of focus on working charts, which was very helpful. I attended some Zoom meetups and some vendor meetups, and I also did, um, this wasn't part of it, but kind of uh, at the same time, um, Anne from Little Skin and the Big Wall had sort of like a meet me on the hill thing, meetups that were, you know, on the side, not official Rhinebeck events. I did some of those as well. Um, the organizers at Rhinebeck worked really hard to create a virtual event, and it was definitely worthwhile. 
but I have to admit, I felt really melancholy all weekend. Rhinebeck is just, it's one of the highlights of my year. And on all, all honesty, it's often the only time all year I get any substantial me time. So it was just, it was hard to miss it this year. Um, of, you know, you thought we'd gotten used to the new normal and the new pandemic, but this one, this one hurt. So hopefully next year we can get together. You know, I miss, I miss hugging my friends. I miss all that kind of stuff. Anyway, not to be a downer, but I thought that the organizers did a great job trying to pull this out of nothing and working hard and making a setup to make sure that the vendors got traffic. I definitely placed some orders with some of my favorite vendors that I shop at every year and some new vendors, which is really exciting. I'm expecting a package to arrive today, actually, hoping it arrives very soon, which is awesome. But yeah, can't wait till we can all meet up in person again. Lots of other fiber events are happening online this fall. I am participating in the Pigskin Party now through the Super Bowl. I'm linking to the Ravelry group. It is primarily running on Ravelry, but she's also doing stuff on Instagram. I'm sponsoring for at least the third year in a row, and I am also participating for the first time this year, and I am having lots of fun. Vogue Knitting Live has upcoming events November 12th through 15th, December 10th through 13th, and January 14th through 17th. I don't have tickets to any of those yet, but I'm probably going to end up going to the January one. We'll see. Stitches Expo at Home is coming up November 6th through 8th. I do not have tickets to this yet, but I do love going to Stitches events, so I'm considering maybe going to one. They've had a few over the course of the summer and fall, and I would like to go to one at some point because they do put on a very good in-person events, so I would look forward to their live events. If you have any events you would like me to share, please email me, windswepmonique at gmail.com, and that there's a, a link to my email in the show notes. On the run. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be running for a while. I know I mentioned last week that I did have a leg injury, um, so I've now had an MRI. Fun times. Yeah, nothing like getting an MRI during a global pandemic. So um, I have a or had a stress fracture, and that is healing, um, but I also have some injury to the knee itself that's still swollen and sore, so I'm supposed to stay off it as much as possible still the next few weeks, still ibuprofen and icing it and stuff, because, you know, anybody who has kids knows you you can't stay off your leg. That just doesn't happen, so I'm trying to stay off it as much as I can. Instead of walking seven to 9,000 steps a day, I'm trying to be good and keeping it to like 4,000 steps a day, which... Some days I can actually do that. <laughs> some days it doesn't work, but, you know, you're, we're, we're trying. But, you know, I've got some great ice packs, some nice soft ice packs that help it. So, but um, once I am back on my feet, I am going to continue that 100-mile walking challenge that I was a part of. The, <laughs> the medal arrived the day I found out I had a fracture, a stress fracture. So that was like a kick in the pants. Like, great, okay, wonderful. <laughs> because it's, it's a virtual challenge, so they mail you the medal whether you actually complete the challenge or not. So I have the medal, but I'm not going to wear it until I actually complete the mileage. So um, maybe March or April might be finishing that one up. <laughs> but I am going to finish. That's all I've got going on here. I hope everybody is healthy. I hope everybody is staying safe. Wear your masks. Be careful. My love to everybody. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this year's Be A Helper Craft Along. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.